Hi everyone, welcome to the Yonder Podcast. I am your host, Law, and coming to you live from PTC 2022 in sunny Hawaii. With us today, we have Trisha Arneson. She's the Chief Diversity and Productivity Officer at Yonder. And today she'll talk to us about her approach to diversity and inclusion and the importance of allyship in our industry. Trisha, thank you for coming with us today and welcome to PTC 2022. Let's get straight to the point. You know, our industry is not known for diversity and you know, as the Chief Diversity and Productivity Officer at Yonder, I would really like to know and understand what are some of your views and approaches for diversity and what are some of the principles you live by uh, when it comes to your own diversity work at Yonder? Well, first off, thank you for the warm welcome to PTC. Um, when it comes to how we're approaching diversity at Yonder, what the plan is, is that we're going to take a operations approach by using metrics to drive towards the outcome that we desire. So rather than just using stories and trying to gain momentum through, you know, people coming in and telling us what they experienced, we actually want to show through metrics how we move the needle and then using metrics to find out where we have bias in any of our processes and the way that we're approaching talent acquisition, the way that we're approaching hiring. There's metrics in each of those steps that can, I, that can show you where we might have our own pitfalls. So by using metrics and an operational approach, we'll be able to drive faster towards where we want to get to. Kind of that theme of measure what matters. If you're measuring it, yep. you'll be able to change it. Got it. So that's, that's a very high-level approach without going into yeah, too and, much detail. You know, I mean, we are at PTC, right? And there's so many different industry partners and peers and vendors that are present here. And, you know, we are well into 2022. What are some of the things that you think our industry can do better? Or what are some of the things that you would want the industry to do better from a diversity and inclusion standpoint? I mean, the industry as a whole, even at PTC, it's pretty obvious that there's a disproportionate amount of men to women. You go to the events and it's primarily men, probably an 80-20 split here. That's a little generous. But if you start thinking about how are we going to change that for the future, it's how do you bring more women to the conversation? How do you bring them to these type events and make sure that they can have some kind of impact that not only they can take away with themselves, but that it leaves with the industry? So whether it's Promoting more women into sales, where a lot of this happens, this, yeah. the deals take place in sales. A lot of women, I think, are fearful of having to be a salesman or right. a salesperson. It's very intimidating. And so part of that is that allyship through men. Like the men are the key to being able to change the industry. Women can do as much as they can, but it's really through that allyship, partnership with men in the industry to raise awareness to bring that up because without their support women aren't going to get that same opportunity at the table got it you know i'd be remiss not to ask we're still in january what are you excited for for this year what are maybe your personal diversity goals for either yonder or for you know the industry as a whole um 
you know, you don't have to go for extensive lists, but what are you excited about? Yeah, I'm really excited at Yonder to be able to actually have the metrics through our town acquisition piece of the pie. We've been struggling for the last year to get that foundational approach on metrics as part of our hiring process. Part of it is because the tool and the system that we were using, but also building that foundational understanding across the team of why these things are important. I think we did quite a lot of that last year. Mm -hmm. And so being able to see the fruits of your labor of what you did in the foundational eight months yep. to see where does that take you to that next step? What does that learning then take you to do one more thing? And then in regards to the industry, I think what I'm really excited about is actually COVID coming to kind of an end <laughs> and being able to see people face yep. to face. You don't realize how important that face-to-face -face aspect is to relationship building and also like in the diversity space a lot of it is being able to build those relationships yep. to push and promote underrepresented minorities and women and you don't really get that same feel via video yeah so that's kind of what i'm excited for trisha you mentioned a very interesting point when you said the word allyship you know we've been in sort of this weird time lapse with COVID in the last two years. And I wonder from your perspective, how, how tough it is right now for men to be allies to women, how allyship would work in, let's say a 10 people Zoom video when it's so difficult, you don't have that personal interaction, you can't really bring someone out. So what's your sort of take on that? Yeah, I mean, prior to COVID, you could bring someone into a meeting and introduce them personally and give them handshakes and they would get to see how you operate a meeting, taking notes, speaking. I think the difference now is that you need to be very intentional. Men, women, women in authority and men need to be very intentional when there's others in the room that might not have a voice, mm -hmm. uh, actually prompting them to speak. So making sure that all individuals in the room are given a chance to speak up. A lot of times you have younger individuals who are shy, um, haven't had that experience in how to handle themselves in a meeting like that. And so you almost need to take two more steps as a manager, as a man in power, as a female in power to elevate those voices up. So you're almost prompting them, getting them out of their shell. And so again, it's a very intentional understanding of who's in the room and who's going to need your support to, to that, right? It's just because you're the loudest voice in the room doesn't mean you, you know everything. And that's scary, I think, for a lot of women because you're naturally in a room of 10 men and one female, you're already outnumbered. And so it's the men in the room who need to empower these people, women, underrepresented minorities to, to give them a voice. So to that point, what are some of the steps you would want men to take or men, what can men do better basically when it comes to being a better ally to women? And again, from your experience, what is your advice to women who feel like they need an ally and they don't know how to sort of start that process? I've been very fortunate. I've had two really great men on my side of the court who really helped not just promote me, but gave me that coaching and allyship. I, my suggestion for people just starting out in our industry is to seek out mentors, to seek out coaches and to ask lots of questions, not just from your own internal network, but your external network, because that external network gives you a different lens and a different view to things that you might not already see within the organization. 
Now within the organization, the advice that I give everyone is to ask for feedback and ask for actionable feedback. Um, that actionable feedback gives you a roadmap of what do you need to improve on. It also kind of shows you who's going to be able to help you. Mm -hmm. There's people who are very willing to help you along in your career. And there's others who might not know how to help you. And so it's finding that right mentorship and allyship to get you to where you're trying to go to next. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Without. Constraints. Ideas. People. Technology. <laughs>